Thanks for tuning in to Betting the NFL on the Let's Get Ready Network, the place for coverage of all the things you love. On this feed, we debate and discuss the NFL, the NHL, English Premier League, Pro Tennis Tours, and more. If you're interested in supporting the network, you can subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash LGR underscore network. And please leave a rating and review of this episode. Enjoy the show, everyone. What's up, everybody? I'm Caleb Ochoa, also known as NFL Caleb 22, and this is Ben the NFL, and we are in the divisional round of the playoffs. And as always, I'm here with my co-host, Derek Weatherly, also known as D. Weezy. What's going on, man? Not much. Looking, looking to drop a little knowledge on people to help them win some bets, you know. We're struggling with some technical difficulties last week. Going to see if we can't little win the battle on that front and try and get these people some more money. Absolutely. Uh, that's what we try to do on this show. Um, only a few more opportunities left in the season uh, to, to make you guys money, but that is what we're going to try to do. And if you listen to me last week, you made a ton of money because I went perfect um first perfect week of the season um so I, I mean i get hot in the playoffs i got hot in the playoffs last year um i picked the perfect super bowl on all my picks um so if i mean this is when i when i start um went win a lot lot for you guys so um you know just keep on keep on watching uh, all throughout these playoffs and i'll keep picking uh, i'll keep picking you guys winners but before i get to that uh we're gonna re- recap the week um what happened in the wild card round. And uh, I'm going to start with the biggest upset of the week. And that came in the New York Giants plus three. Uh, the money line was plus 140 at Minnesota Vikings. Final score was 31 to 24. And, you know, frauds that are the Minnesota Vikings were exposed this past weekend by them, New York Giants. Um, most people did not believe in the Vikings pretty much throughout the season probably like the worst 13-win team ever. Um, they were just uh, really lucky all season, won a lot of close games. Uh, you know, Giants may not have, have the same type of weapons that the, the Vikings did, but they definitely got out, uh, coached by the by the Giants' high coach. Um, Daniel Jones stepped up big time in his first playoff game, went 24-35, 301 yards, two touchdowns. He also had 17 carries for 78 yards. Um, he was running, passing, doing all kinds of things, um, trying to win the game. He targeted Hodgins a lot, uh, which paid off. He got uh, eight receptions, 105 yards, and a touchdown. And Kirk Cousins just comes up small again in these standalone games. Uh, he ended the game by throwing, you know, check down on fourth and eight. Um, you know, and then that 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 was it uh, for the Vikings. Giants uh, look to get another upset, uh, but going to Philly next week. Uh, but they go in uh, that game looking pretty good. So, um, yeah, what did you think about this game? 
Um, you know, I put it in chat last week that I thought, you know, the Giants were a very live uh play coming into this game, even as the underdog, whether it be the money line or on the spread, because it sounds a little corny, but there's a reason why trend um like Kirk Cousins being live play. And you know, yes, Kirk Cousins didn't lose this game for the Vikings to necessarily win it for them. And I think in a lot of ways that gave the Giants a win. Daniel Jones went out there and played one of the better games that we've seen him play, those that saw the game. At times, it it, it appeared that Daniel Jones to put up um, decent numbers in the run game when they did call on him ball in a designed run or two, adding that little bit of a wrinkle because he's not – but he is, is agile and mobile enough to pick up four or five yards in a designed – I don't think this is going to carry over well into the coming week, but you know, a team like the Vikings who had one of the worst point differentials seen by a team with and another of a number of reasons why people called this team fake and an early exit to the, in the playoffs to a wild card team like the giant proof to that narrative. Yeah, definitely. Um, we, I think we all kind of thought that that um, they, they once the game playoff time, the Vikings would uh, sh- show them true selves, and and nothing happened. Uh, but next, we will get to the largest cover against the spread, and um, that came in the best game of the week, which was the Dallas Cowboys minus two and a half at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Final score was 31-14. And, you know, even I was scared today at this game because that was not one of my picks last week. Um, you know, I was just nervous uh, about never beating Brady, uh, not winning road playoff game in 30 years, not playing very well um, coming into this game. Uh, but we we bounced back from that really awful performance. We had Washington um, to a dominant performance on both offense and defense uh, in this game. Uh, Dak had probably his best game of his career. Going 25, 33, uh, 305 yards and seven rushes for 24 yards and a touchdown. And that's just the best version of Dak when he can just, you know, be a football player, playing quarterback, running, passing the ball. Uh, and he was just, he was just on, man. He was on fire, uh, just connecting um, everything. Like he was, he was extremely accurate. Um, uh, you know, he wasn't worried about all the, you know, talk about his interceptions because he didn't throw any. Um, he was just on target all game. Uh, except for like the first couple of drives that you know, uh, kind of looked like the Washington game, but uh, once he got through that, he got over it and he started started hitting them. Um, and he looked really, really awesome. Um, the defense uh, was able to get a lot of pressure on Brady, uh, forced him to a lot of inaccurate throws. Um, he had an interception, red zone, uh, he's never done that um, with the Bucks, he had his first winning um, in this game. <clears throat> Uh, you know, and they, they just chose not to run the ball. 
bad decision for them because Cowboys have shown that they have trouble stopping the run. Uh, and even when teams have gotten down against the Cowboys and continue to run, they've had success. And, you know, the score probably would have been worse if Maher uh, could just make a goddamn extra point. But uh, he, he missed four of them. Um, so it wasn't could even be a larger spread uh, cover against the spread. Uh, but even with them missing all those fields, it still was the largest. Um, you know, Cowboys looking good going to that divisional round. Uh, against a very uh, a very tough 49ers team, but uh, I feel confident after this win, definitely. But what are your thoughts on Cowboys Bucks? Um, yes, you know you're always in a bit of a sweat going into a playoff game against Tom Brady. Now, in this instance, we saw that the Bucks just didn't have it, whether it be injuries on the offensive line a lack game, even I'm, I, I'm, I wonder a bit of that lack of running game is due more to offensive play calling. Um, I do think Leonard Fournette at times has decent NFL running back. Um, yeah, me and I do think there are times that they underutilize. Um, yeah. Um, but we saw that once, if you're able to get a lead on the, it is difficult for the Bucks to cover that ground and come back. And even though Tom Brady was literally thrall on just about every down, it, it wasn't possible. And you know the missed extra points. The only people out there really upset about that are people that maybe played the over on the total. Which, if he had made those four. If I'm not mistaken, before, but yeah, you know, you can call it luck, but it's pretty unusual that you're beating a team so bad that you can literally leave points on the field and be like, "Oh, we're we're not even worried." Well, I, I'm still definitely worried about that uh, going in for for next game. Um, hopefully, he gets his stuff together, but. Um, we'll see what see what happens with uh, Brett Maher in the next game, but uh, we got the bad beat of the week, which came in the Los Angeles Chargers at the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, plus two and a half, and you know being the third greatest comeback in playoff history, I mean it couldn't be a worse bad a bad beat. Uh, you know it's it, it started so badly for Trevor Lawrence. Um, he had his uh, his first pass was intercepted. He then proceeds to throw three more uh, interceptions in the first half. Um, and the, you know, thing was, even though the Chargers were getting all these turnovers, uh, they didn't always capitalize on them. Um, and they kicked a field goal after one. They punted after another. Um, so they could, it could have been a lot worse um, for for the uh, Jaguars. But um, with the Chargers not, you know. Uh, capitalizing on those turnovers, it, it, it kind of kept them in the game. And another key uh, to their comeback was the Jaguars getting that, that score right before halftime, um, kept it a three-score game, and as well as uh, gave them the momentum going into the second half. Uh, Lawrence, you know, after that, just goes off in the second half, throwing four touchdown passes, leading the game-winning drive to the, uh, uh, the game-winning field goal. And you, you would think up 27 points, your bet is pretty safe. Um, 
but that was not the case in this game. Um, if you had the Chargers minus two and a half, you knew this game was was dead um, when the Jags went for two to make the score 30-28. Uh, um, but if you have the Chargers on the money line, it still had a good chance because um, they got the ball back with about 525 left in the game. But right away, they go three and out and proceed to let the Jags go down 61 yards, converti- converting on a, on a big-time fourth down. And that, if they stopped them, that would have ended the game. Um, but it all led to the bad beat of the week. Um, but what what do you think about Chargers Jags? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Can you not hear me? Here, let me. I'm not. You can hear me or not? So, um, I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. Uh, you know, both split on this game, and uh, you know, we we thought the spread was definitely not the way to go. Uh, because of how close this game could be, and um, you know, it was definitely uh one game that you know compared to the others that we saw on the slate was uh a lot closer as far as spread um it was definitely a game where you needed to attack it on the money line because yes the jaguars could potentially win outright and so but the odds you're looking at with that plus number that they had versus what you're seeing with the spread you might i was riding with the chargers but we both thought this game could easily be a one or two point victory on either side and that's literally what we saw now yes we got a great ride in the process because you get to see one hell of a comeback and you know as caleb said for a number of reasons there was points left on I mean the Chargers just didn't capitalize on their opportunities even though they were given turnover after turnover and you know if you were a Jaguars backer in this game happy with the outcome and there was there was actually some live opportunity when they even when the comeback started if you didn't jump on the Jaguar 27 you know they they score they down by ten. You're still looking at a good plus number, and as you see, couple scores, bang, one point victory. All right, um, we'll get to my personal picks of the week. Like I mentioned before, I had a perfect week, and uh, I went five and zero. Uh, overall, it put me at forty seven. 44 and three getting back into the positive uh, area and uh, my best pick was um, Miami Dolphins plus 13 and a half uh, at the Buffalo Bills final score was 31 34 and you know once again I've been saying it all season double digit spreads big time spreads and these divisional games kind of favor uh more uh, more often going to favor the, the, the underdog. And it hit once again. You know, I thought I was in trouble. 
uh, when the Bills went up 17-0. But just had to remember, 13 and a half points. That is a lot of points to cover. Um, the Dolphins started to chip away at the lead. Uh, they got three straight field goals. Josh Allen started making uh, some terrible throws, getting picked off twice. Um, this led to the Dolphins only down three going into halftime. They even took the lead 24-20 early in the third quarter, um, but a bad decision on uh, a deep throw on 30-19 uh, at their own eight-yard line cost them the lead. And from there, the Dolphins just weren't able to catch up. And I thought they would uh, cover considering the last two matchups um, were very close. Um, and even with the third string quarterback, um, I, I still thought they were going to be able to do the same because just the Bills just kind of struggle with the Dolphins uh, this season. So um, this all led for a, a big win for me and my best pick of the week. Uh, had no worst pick because um, obviously I didn't lose anything. But uh, I can say that I did lose my parlay only because the Ravens did not um, – uh, I mean, the Bengals game – uh, the Bengals did not cover the, the spread. They covered the spread on my picks um, I made on Tuesday, but the spread switched to nine points, and they did not cover that nine-point spread. So lost my parlay on that one, but still went perfect. Um, if you if you took the six-and-a-half early, and that, that's the benefit of betting early sometimes, you'll get, the, you'll get a, a spread that benefits you, um, and it definitely benefited me on my picks uh this uh on last week so um that's the difference but how did you do do easy um i did fairly all right as i mentioned i was on the wrong side with the chargers um i did think you know the giant the money line and you know that I hate to say that easily came in, but if you were riding, I don't think you were really sweating that game at all. Um, you know, I also had that um, a same game parlay with the 49ers, you know, CMC to score, you know, anytime touchdown parlayed with the money line, brought it down to minus 115. That basically cashed the second uh, CMC got his touchdown because that game was never really in jeopardy at all. Um, so overall, it was closer to 50-50, but still a profitable side of things. And that's what we're here to do is just make that money. All right. Um, before we get to our picks of the week, um, I just uh, we, we like to help you guys out um win some money so if you guys can help us out by hitting the like button subscribing to the channel if you have not already um and uh, join our patreon if you really want to if you really want to help us out and just join whatever tier that suits you um i guess stuff on there so if you can do that if you can help us out that way that'd be much appreciated like i said um we're definitely trying to help you guys win some money so we all help each other um now we will get to the divisional round picks uh, this week. There's only four, four games this week. Uh, it's going to be hard uh, um, with, with less options, but I'm going to try our best. But I'm going to start with the Jacksonville Jaguars plus eight and a half at the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to take the points. Um, if the Jaguars didn't get off to such a bad start right off the bat, I thought, I, I think, I really think the, the Jags could have won more convincingly than they did. Uh, I thought they were the better team. 
And I think they just need to avoid the turnovers going into this game against the Chiefs. Um, I think this is a better team than uh, the Chiefs saw when the Jaguars were only a three-win team. And I think they have the ability to score quickly and frequently, as we saw in the Chargers game. I mean, scored all those points in the, the second half. So I th- definitely think they can score pretty quick there. Um, Mahomes and the Chiefs will be able, obviously, to get theirs as well. But I believe Lawrence uh, will be able to keep pace um, late down the stretch of, se- uh, of the season. Jags have been excellent against the spread, going 5-1 and one in the last six games, um, as well as covering last week. Uh, they may not have uh, not win. They may not win, which I don't think they will. I think the Chiefs will win this game, but I think the def, I definitely think the the Jags can cover an eight and a half point spread. The Chiefs, you know, haven't been good uh, against the spread at all. Uh, seven and ten this season, uh, and two and four in the last six games, uh, and they are just two and eleven against the spread against AFC opponents. So I like the Jags getting the points in this one. Yeah, I'm right there with you in this game where the book I'm looking at has, you know, the Jags getting nine points. And even at nine, eight and a half, you know, something we talked on throughout the season was the Chiefs' uh, lack of success in games where they were double-digit point favorites and were right on the cusp of that number. And I think, like you said, If the Jags avoid turnovers, this game will be a lot closer than people think. I definitely think a potential backdoor cover is a possibility for this game. You got Chiefs possibly up by 14, you know, somewhere in that range. A late touchdown can easily put you within that eight and a half range. And, you know, I I don't think the Chiefs are the offensive juggernaut of past that we've seen. And so I think this number is slightly inflated. I might even personally wait to see if it goes up at all, because if that number goes to 10, I'm definitely going to take it at 10. Yeah, definitely. That would I'd be uh, I'd taking advantage uh, with that 10 point spread there. But uh, next we got the New York Giants plus seven and a half uh, at Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, I'm going to take the Giants with the points. Um, coming off the big upset against the Vikings, the Giants look pretty good. Uh, have some momentum going to this individual matchup. Um, and like I said, all season long, I mean, this is basically the theme of the show. Big point spreads, individual games. It's the only divisional game of the week. Has a big point spread. It's going to favor the underdog. This is the only matchup with two teams, same division. Um in that situation. Uh, Daniel Jones had his best performance last week. Um, if we can bring that into Philly, give the Giants a great chance to win outright. He is uh, he's run the ball really well. Uh, he, he ran for 78 yards this past week, uh, along with Saquon Barkley getting into the end zone. Uh, I definitely think that the, the, they can take advantage of Philly's rush defense. The Eagles coming off a bye. Uh, Jalen Hurts uh, still dealing with the shoulder injury. Uh, his first game back in Week 18 did not look good. He couldn't run the ball. Um, he, I think that probably because he was trying to protect his shoulder from getting hurt. He was inaccurate. He threw no touchdowns, threw an interception. It just wasn't good. Uh, I think the Eagles come in uh, this game a little rusty 
Um, and I think the Giants can jump on them early. And if they can take the lead on them, uh, I think they can hang with the Eagles enough to cover the seven and a half point spread. Uh, if not, you know, outright win. Uh, and the Giants been great against the spread last five games, five and oh, eight and one in the last nine road games against the spread. And the Eagles been bad against the spread last five games, just one and four in that span. So I like the Giants with the points. Yes, in this game, I do think that the Giants are very live taking the points on the spread. Me, personally, I think the Eagles will win this game outright. I don't like them enough, though, to play them at that minus 7.5. This is definitely a situation where if you feel the Eagles can win, if that number comes down, uh, it's that hook on the seven, that's what's killing me with this number. If this was the Eagles six and a half or lower, I'd feel a bit more confident trying to take them on the spread. Um, but I do think they'll win this game outright. As you said, the New York Giants have definitely been playing strong. They've also been a team that's been very strong against the spread. Um, you know, if we see this number go up, I would most definitely get behind the Giants because – you know, you heard Caleb mention it. We've talked about it before. Divisional games by nature end up being close more times than not. And if you're going to give us a big spread, go ahead and take the underdog. It's that simple. Now, a a little um, same game parlay I put together for this game because, as I said, I like the Eagles on the money line. But at minus 335, I'm not touching that. Well, you can – put together a same game parlay you could substitute in one or two different players on the Eagles for this but AJ Brown to score touchdowns and the Eagles to win outright and brings you to a nice plus number of plus 122 and in this game you know if the Eagles win it's likely that AJ Brown will score a touchdown uh, a Miles Sanders Players that are critical to the offense are going to put up a touchdown. So if you have a lean towards one player over the other, I definitely won't argue with that. But, you know, a a bit of a variety to help find a better number on some of these games where you may not like the spread and you may not like where the money line is priced at. All right. Just want to say what's up to OTR Mike. What's going on, man? Thanks for uh thanks for tuning in, man. All right. The next game we got is the Cincinnati Bengals plus five uh at the Buffalo Bills. You know, I had the Bengals in the last matchup uh, when this game was canceled, and I'm gonna take them again uh for mostly the same reasons um that I did last time. Um, you know, because outside of Josh Allen, the Bills cannot r- really run the ball with the running backs. Uh, 48 yards for Singletary, 39 yards for Cook. Uh, against the Dolphins, the Bengals has the seventh best rushing defense in the league. So I believe they're going to have uh, uh, trouble running the ball once again. Um, it's forced Allen to make things happen for the offense. Jackson's always worked out for them. And it was it kept the Dolphins back in the game when he threw those two terrible picks um, in, in the uh, because I mean, there really is no reason they should have been back and forth uh, with the Dolphins, but uh, his mistakes uh, kind of let that happen. And the and then Joe Burrow, um, 
you know, you know, he, you know, have a great game last week, but uh, I think uh, it, it is sample size of what he's done this season. It shows how uh, he's been really good. Um, and I just think they just got too much time for his Bills defense to handle. Um, the Bengals being great uh, pretty much all season long. Last 15 games against the spread going 12 and three. They're coming in with a nine game win streak. Bills pretty mediocre against the spread. Eight, eight and one this season. So I like the Bengals plus the five points. Yes, this is another game where, like I was saying in the last matchup, I do not like the spread in this game, especially uh, where I'm looking at minus or at half. Um, if this was closer to a touchdown or, you know, that minus seven and a half we see in the New York Philly game, I would definitely feel comfortable about backing the Bengals. As you said, they're coming in on a winning streak. They're coming in playing well. Against the spread, they've been a monster all season long. Um, I just feel that the Bills are going to win this game outright. Uh, I don't have a side in this game, but I did throw together another uh, same game parlay like the one I just mentioned where I'm taking the money line with the anytime touchdown with Stephon Diggs. And, you know, these are two individual plays that by themselves staring at a minus number all day long. Put them, you pair them together. You're looking at plus 151, and there's a strong likelihood that if the Buffalo Bills win this game, that you're going to see Stephon Diggs in the end zone. And I definitely like those odds. And really, that's what it's about. You're trying to figure out how things end. I definitely would not take the Buffalo Bills minus the five and a half. I would. I think this game will be closer to a touchdown. Um, and so, yeah, at that, at that five and a half, I definitely don't like either side in this game from that aspect. Um, but the Bengals could be a very live upset. Uh, if you like the money line in this game where I'm looking, you're, you're seeing plus, uh, two ten, So you're getting double your money. If the Bengals win this game outright, and there's definitely some value behind a hot team getting them odds. All right, we finally got to our last game of the week, a game that makes me most nervous all the week. But you know, I, <coughs> I still feel confident. I still feel confident in my Dallas Cowboys uh, plus four at the San Francisco 49ers. And when the Cowboys play like they did on Monday night, I think they are capable of beating anybody in the league. Um, they had one of their best performances of the season, uh, as Dak had the best game probably of his career. They definitely play up to the competition. They have shown throughout the season that they can stack wins together, um, especially after a loss um, I, uh, uh, like they did uh, against Washington coming back. And I think they can uh, build on that win. I think at some points, uh, uh, Brock Purdy, you know, he's going to have his rookie mistakes. And then he has uh, not faced a defense like ours. Um, the pass rush, uh, you haven't seen a pass rush like ours. You haven't seen Michael Parsons. Um, and they can definitely put pressure on the quarterback. Uh, they, uh, and then, you know, turn the ball over. Um, they led the league in turnovers last two seasons. Um, they could for, uh, force this rookie into some bad balls leading to interceptions. Uh, C.D. Lamb um, has been playing awesome this season. 
And I think you can take advantage of some of their weaknesses in their secondary. And the Seahawks uh, had the lead at halftime. And if Geno Smith hadn't started making mistakes in the second half and turning over the ball, uh, I think they could have been, uh, definitely could have been more competitive and maybe they would have won. But uh, we played, uh, that is something, um, you know, everybody wanted to talk about the accident interceptions. He did not have one. He played a very clean game. Cowboys overall played a clean game, didn't turn the ball over. And against the Bucks, uh, uh, that that uh, against Bucks, we, uh, we uh, kept penalties low uh, and um, just played a clean game overall. If we could do that against the 49ers, then I definitely think we can cover a four-point four spread and get that outright win. Um, but that's why I, I, I'm, I have faith in my Cowboys, and I, I think I think we're going to win this game. So, what? But what do you got uh, for this game? Yes, I think the 49ers need to be on high or upset because coming into this game, the boys are live to win. Looking them on the money line. We haven't really seen Brock Purdy have that rookie moment, rookie game type scenario. And it's unfortunate, but the playoffs are the type of place where those types of moments tend to come about if you're not ready for what's going on. And I think this Dallas defense is going to offer a lot of challenges for Purdy. And in this game, if the Cowboys can get out to an early lead, I think that's going to put even more pressure on the rookie to perform and also help dictate the play calling a little bit. It, it's hard to say you can try and make this team one-dimensional because Shanahan has shown in the past that I, not so much a dedication to the run game, but he understands how to utilize the run game even in more typical passing scenarios. And so you might not be able to make this team one-dimensional but when you put this team in a situation where they're going to have to lean more on the passing game in a vertical sense, that's going to put more pressure on this quarterback. And you put Purdy back there, give the defensive line Micah Parsons more time to get to him, and that's where you see bad throws. That's where you see sacks occur where maybe, you know, the, the, it wasn't so much the protection breaking down as it was the quarterback getting happy feet and trying to escape the pocket and not really having that awareness to know where to go. And so I definitely think that there's a lot, there's a very strong chance that we see the worst game that we've seen out of Brock Purdy this week against 49ers. And, you know, Coming in as an underdog, yeah, I'm going to smash the Cowboys plus 165 on the money line. All right. Uh, well, I guess both on the same page. That makes me very happy, and uh, hopefully that works out for my Cowboys this weekend. But that is all of our uh, picks for the week, unless you got any more for the people. Yeah, actually, you know, as you mentioned, you know, less games, less goals. You can come across sharper numbers. I put together a couple teasers going into this uh, week. Mayors of that three leg teaser plus 14, the New York Giants plus 13 and a half, 
and the Cincinnati Bengals plus 11. Now, in all three of these matchups, you know, we see where we've talked about you got a divisional game, double-digit spread, you take the dog. You don't even think about it. The Kansas City Chiefs, all season long, we've talked about their struggles against double-digit spreads. Plus 14, that's not even sweat. And if the Jaguars are getting blown out, you can get a backdoor touchdown to cover that in just about any game. And then you come to the Cincinnati Bengals and the Buffalo Bills where, you know, you feel there's a good chance that the Bills need to be on upset alert coming into this game. And you're talking about being able to get plus 11 with a team like that. It's hard to say that, you know, that wouldn't be that, you know, that's no sweat, but it's definitely hard to, be worried until the clock starts getting real late in the fourth quarter. But at plus 160, getting that, you know, a plus number for one unit, I think there's a lot more value in that than trying to chase down some of these potential money lines and risk finding yourself on the wrong side when you're laying, you know, a potential minus 470, a minus 335. Even in the Bills game, you're talking about laying minus two fifty. Yeah, uh, definitely. If you if you're confident in the underdogs like I am, obviously I took all underdogs this week. Uh, a teaser definitely uh, would be uh, in your favor. Um, then you're, you're just going to get more even more points uh, on those picks. So um, if you if you uh, like to do that, like do teasers, uh, I think that you should go for that. Especially if you like the, all the underdogs like I do. Um, but yeah, that is, uh, all of our bets for the week. Hopefully we win. Hopefully you guys win. Um, that's what we're trying to do. But for now you can tell the people where they can find you. Easy. Yes. Y'all can reach me at backyard action media here on YouTube. I'm also currently dropping a lot of content on TikTok at the same name, backyard, uh, backyard action media. All right, you can find me at NFL Caleb 22 on Instagram and Twitter. You can find my articles that go along with this show um, on our website. That is let's get ready network.com. You can um, also find me on this channel uh, doing good friends, better rivals with my co host, uh, Ferris Muthana. We talk Cowboys and Giants. So we'll give you more analysis on both the Giants Vikings game and the Cowboys Bucks game, as well as our preview of this week's games uh, with Cowboys Niners and the Giants and Eagles. Um, and uh, that will be coming out this Friday because we did not have a show on Monday uh, due to the fact that the Cowboys played on Monday. Um, but that, yeah, that will be out for you guys uh, to go check out that. Uh, but we will be um, back next Monday um, after both, and we'll be talking about both the uh, Cowboys Niners and the Giants Eagles game. Um, and the reaction to those games. Um, but, and then, um, yeah, um, but you will be uh, going with you all the way to the Super Bowl for this show. Uh, so stick with us for a few more weeks and we'll continue to make, uh, make y'all money. But for now, like I always say, um, let's get ready to make that money. <laughs>